Hello, everybody. It's good to see everyone. Uh, it's been uh, a, a short little absence, but we are now kicking off uh, hashtag BKOT, how to build a kick-ass offshore team, episode number 19. Uh, we've talked a, a, about a, quite a bit of things here, uh, acquiring clients, right? Practice management, how to be a true business advisor, blockchain, remote working. Uh, today, I have a special guest. Um, Eric Spilbacken uh, from ericspilbackenpta.com. And we're going to be diving into something that's very unique. Um, and and uh, I've met with Eric before and love the story and I, I had to get him on here. So excited to introduce him. Uh, for 26 years as a CPA, uh, he's an author, business advisor, and creator of the Accountant Success Formula. So, Eric, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, please tell us uh, tell us about yourself and uh, why we're here today, and, and let's get rolling. Oh, this is going to be fun, Chris. I, I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah, the account success formula. So, um, it's I've had I've had other podcasts, so they're like, okay, so give give us a story. And I said, well, it all began in a twinkle in my dad's eye back in 1969. And then they're like, no, 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 no. It's we only too far have back. 20 minutes. We have 20 minutes. Go, go quicker, go quicker, faster, fast forward. So, um, so I'll, I'll go, let's move into the greatest era of all was the 19, was the 1980s when the hair, you know, long hair and heavy metal, uh, was cool. Um, I still think it is, uh, to, to this day, I'm still playing a heavy metal band, but I remember the day that I decided to become a CPA, uh, was 1988. I was sitting in school trying to decide what I wanted to do once I graduated. And um, I thought, well, I'm good at math. I kind of like a solid, I wanted something kind of solid. And I thought, oh, I'll become a professional accountant. And so from there started the ball rolling. And which, you know, some people say I probably have a bit of a split personality. You play in a heavy metal band and you're a, a professional accountant. Yeah, something awesome. doesn't, so there's left brain, right brain, at, uh, you know, kind of going back and forth against each other. But so let's let's kind of fast forward. I was art. I I did the traditional route. I went to university. Then I started articling. I I bought into the whole you know suit and tie and billable hour and get into the rah rah and and I worked in the first practice for 18 years. And so it was the traditional billing by the hour, do as many tax returns as possible. He who put does the most you know overtime wins. Um, and then that practice, uh, my partnership, I became a partner in that practice. And it collapsed. And then once it collapsed, I, I kind of had the slap in the face. It was like the wake up call. And I went, what have I been doing? Because I looked back on all the years, the 18 years of my life I'd put into that and, and how many overtime hours and missing, you know, weekends with family members, missing, especially in the spring. Never mind like what's happened yeah. this year with this extended tax season from hell for every oh, CPA yeah. being October 15th. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, wishing everyone well to get through that one. But I, when I realized that I had done that, I was like, okay, I got to do something different. So when I started up my new practice, I thought I'm going to do things completely differently. And I thought this, this has to change. We're smarter. We're professional accountants. We did a long time in school. We study hard. We have to stay on top of tax changes all the time. We should be having a better lifestyle, especially when you're doing tax returns for people who have way less education, making way more money and having way more time off. I was like, this is like, that's like rubbing salt in a wound. You know, you're working till midnight on October 15th, doing a tax return for a donkey that makes millions and doesn't hardly work. And you're just going, no, I need a better right. life. Right. And so 
what happened was, is I kind of went on what my wife calls a manic run. I started studying uh, thought leaders and people in the business space and the accounting uh, space and thought, I got to find a better model. So I, I tested and tried. I actually became like an entrepreneur. I tested and tried a whole bunch of different um, models inside my accounting practice to make something fit because I thought I deserve to make more money. I deserve to work with clients who appreciate me and I deserve to have some free time. And so what happened was, is over those eight years, I found a, a, a formula now that I call it that worked. And I never worked a single hour of overtime for those eight years. My staff never worked a single hour of overtime. And what happened was, is at the end of it, I sold my accounting practice for a multiple on billings like a multiple, not like a one-to-one, -one, not even a pennies to one. Like it was multiple of on my billings and easily sold it, walked away. Then I had a bunch of accountants saying, how did you do that, Eric? Like how did, first of all, how did you work with no overtime? Second of all, how did you make so much money and how did you exit so easily? And so I started working with them one-on-one, -on -one, a couple of friends, then it was some more people asking. And so I started to formalize the process. And then what I realized is that this was something that could free more than just a handful of my friends or myself. I was like, well, not only could I do it, I could teach it to others and others can do it as well. So what I did is I formalized the process. It's called the accountant success formula. I wrote a book on it and here's the one here. And I'll later on in the podcast, I'll give everybody a link to where they can get a free copy of this because this for me was like, this is, this is the path. Like this is what I did that gave me that freedom. So I want to be able to give all your listeners a copy of this and we'll, we'll share the, the link Appreciate at the end of the podcast for you. that. Um, and I've, now I've got an online uh, online course that I do. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have something called a partner program. And what's happening is that these accountants are what they're claiming their freedom back. So they're not working crazy overtime hours. Clients are paying them incredibly well, like incredibly well. I can go into some stories that make your head spin. Um, and they're getting free time, like free time. And so they're not working crazy hours. And I know it sounds, it kind of like the problem, Chris, is that and I know I'm talking like crazy it here. Sounds, I, it sounds too good to be true. Well, there's, there's the problem. Here's the problem is that when I start they, sharing this kind of thing, it sounds like a infomercial. Like it sounds like, yeah, make more money, have great <laughs> clients, have free time. Like every, right. every advisor out there is, is touting the same thing. Oh, how to get 10, $10,000 clients in the next 30 days, right. and blah, 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 right. blah, blah, which is a bunch of bullshit. Like it's, it's, right. it's not true. It's not true. I don't know if Facebook's going to blank me out now for swearing, but it, here it is. It's, it's not true. Okay. Because right. I'm a CPA. I've done this. I've updated my model, my accounting practice. And this is what I realized is that the traditional business model that accountants work under is flawed. The reason why accountants don't make the great money and don't have all those call, we call it the infomercial trappings. Mm -hmm. is because we're working under a flawed business model. And it wasn't until that I went through this entire process of losing my first practice, building my own, then teaching other accountants and then formalizing it that I realized this is, this is the problem. Accountants can make more money and they can, they can have free time and more freedom in their lives if they work in an updated model. So my accounting success, accountant success formula program takes them, shows them how to go from a traditional model which, you know, billing by the hour and cranking out as many tax returns as possible to this updated right. model. It's a step-by-step -step procedure that I did myself, that other accountants have done, and that it gives them back their freedom, right? And so um, that's, that's the, the nut of it. But here's the fun thing, or not the fun thing, but when I talked to you about this before, I said, why is the traditional business model flawed? 
And I, I truly believe that the traditional business model is flawed because it keeps accountants from having those freedoms. It's oppressive. It robs us of our freedom and it conditions us into believing three lies. And if there's CPAs listening to this, they will, if you work in public practice, you'll, you'll understand these three lies. They'll resonate with you. First one is that our worth is equal to how many hours we work, right? That's the thing. You work more hours, you're worth more. That's how I bill more is because I put more hours in. And that's the first lie. Yeah. Second lie is that clients, my clients are naturally price sensitive to my services, right? Number All three, the time I hear that. Yeah. Number three, tax time just has to suck. <laughs> right. It's, the, it's accepted. It's an accepted norm. It's just like accountants believe that this is just the way it is. They look around and see their other, um, their other accountants, their, you know, other colleagues, their partners, whatever. They're all working the same. So it becomes this, because we come like sheeple. We're just following the herd because hmm. we're, we're thinking this is just the way it has to be. And so when you look at it, there's actually, I, it, there's a brainwashing that's happened for accountants. It's like, you, this is just the way it is. This is the way it's always been. This is the way we move forward. But that's part of our, our training from the profession. So really what we have here is a profession and a, a traditional model that brainwashes us into not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that's my, as you can see, I'm a little bit passionate about this, is that once you yeah. see that's the problem and you see that here's a model that works and can give you those freedoms, I give you the steps to get there, then the world opens up for you. Right. The, uh, I love the fact that the, for one, that is the personal story. It, it, to me, that always resonates further experience goes so much further. You could be certified in this, certified in that, qualified in this, this degree, that, and so on and so on. But what's your experience? Oh, I've all these certifications, I have no experience. And you have the certifications and the experience. In it. And to me, the, the experience completely outweighs that because you, you are in the day-to-day -day business, you're in the operations, you're realizing wait a second, why, 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 why is this the norm? Why is this a mindset? And, 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 and sometimes it just could be slow to move through like becoming virtual or, um, you know, trying to onboard your clients properly. I mean, there's just many different, uh, uh, it seems like hurdles, but essentially they're not. Uh, but why do you think that the, um, uh, that the, this change hasn't happened yet. I mean, you're spearheading it and it's amazing to see and it's needed and, and, and it's refreshing, but why isn't this been going on yet? Like what, what's, what's it gonna take to just get this, uh, this business model change? And, and so when new CPAs are coming in, they are you know, starting with this idea of you know, the service-based or value-based model. What, what needs to be done? Well, um, you know, everybody, everybody has opinions. Everybody has a crystal ball. Um, this isn't for, for me, here's my experience. For me, I had to go through the pain of losing my first accounting practice, that, that partnership that I was in. I did it for 18 years of grueling billable hours, grinding it out. I had to hit a rock bottom. Like I had to basically pain is your friend. And so what I found is that for the accountants that I work with, it was when I start telling them about the problem with the traditional model and the fact that the way that we work with our clients makes them price sensitive. 
and that the way we present our services makes them price sensitive. The type of services we provide them is price sensitive. And also the way that we build them makes them price sensitive. They start going, yeah, I'm sick and tired of that. And then I show them the new model and they go, I'm sick and tired of the pain and suffering that I've been going through. I wanted to go to something new. So it's like, if you're talking to an accountant who's comfortable and they're going, oh no, I'm comfortable and everything's fine. Well, they're not going to change. Right. And the, and the real problem here is that accountants have become used to suffering at such a high level that they don't change. They just think it's normal. So when you look at the way accountants work, especially you ask anybody on the street, any business owner, and you say, you know, your CPA, do they work hard? And they're like, oh man, don't try and call them during taxis. And that guy, that person, that girl, whatever, that guy, they, they work crazy hours. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows. So it becomes a social norm that accountants just have to suffer. And so it's like, there's a difference between acute pain and chronic pain. Accountants have become used to chronic pain. It's constant right. chronic pain. For me, I had chronic pain for 18 years, but I didn't know it. But the one thing that woke me up is when I went crash and I lost that partnership. Mm -hmm that was acute pain. So that's like, kind of like, I call it the wake up call. It was like, almost like someone slapped me across the face and I went, Psh! I went, what am I doing? Like, what? Right. this is ridiculous. I'm smarter than this. Why are we suffering so much? And so for me, my, my, again, the reason why I, I give out a free copy of my book and for most accounts, like, by the way, this isn't like war and peace. This isn't an encyclopedia. This isn't the tax act because accountants don't want to read a lot. This is a simple, call it a two hour read, but it's packed with valuable information that gives them that, that stepping stone. That's why I give it away for free is because, you know, I want as many accountants as possible to know that there is a possible way. Like my, the, the top part of this, the book says, have you ever asked yourself, does it always have to be this way? Mm -hmm. And many, many accountants never ask themselves that question because they mm -hmm. just assume that it has to be this way. And the mm -hmm. reason why I know that is because I did it for 18 years. Like mm -hmm. I didn't even mm -hmm. question. I didn't even question it. I thought I was succeeding. I thought I started, I got a job. Now I'm articling. Now I finally go through the courses. I finally get my professional designation. Yes. Now I'm going to become manager. Yes. Now I'm going to become partner. Yes. I'm winning. I'm winning. Like, it's like, you know, it's there. It's you're not winning. You're losing. Right. But you don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the it's we want to avoid that point. I mean, that's why it's uh, the free book that you're doing is just awesome, and it just gives them some insights because we don't want everyone to hit that point where they have to realize it. It should just become the new norm, right? That's what I was trying yeah. to figure out. Yeah. How do we how do we just get that? I mean, do we to make this mainstream and your idea and your story um, needs to be the accepted norm? So yeah. for now. Um, at times, too, clients that I work with, um, it, 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 this pandemic has been uh, opportunistic in ways for the uh, accounting community as far as hitting the gas pedal on, on many different functions of their firm and having to just do it right now. Um, so now the with the accepted of remote working, which was, you know, remote work has been going on for 30 years, but at the same yes. time, it, the, this industry was just, you know, uh, ignoring it. Um, so now, do you think that 
they're, they're more accepting to change and more willing to hear people out. Um, are you are you getting that type of feedback? Are people are, are just understanding that they not accepting it? And they're um, more understanding that there are other opportunities or yeah. what what is the feedback you're getting and 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 that you're getting and seeing? Yeah, the it's it's interesting. I um there's kind of like, we'll call it marketing or you're marketing, trying to get your message out to people. And one is you're yeah. trying to, you're trying to bash and get people to believe in the way you think, as opposed to going out there and saying, here's what I have. This right. is what it does for you. If you're interested, come see me. So it's like this, it's attraction rather than promotion. And this one thing that I, it's the, I'm, as much as I get excited and I get all jacked up and accounts are like, man, you're, you can sell this stuff, Eric. It's like, I'm trying not to sell it. I'm trying not to promote this. I'm trying to just attract the right accountants that say, yes, I'm sick and tired of suffering. I'm sick and yeah. tired of the pain. And yes, I deserve more. And in this model that I've created, you will make more money, have better clients and have free time. Your clients will love the model. And so those people come to me. So what I'm finding to answer your question, because there's always, I always come around to answering the question. <laughs> what am I seeing is that eventually accountants are starting to get sick and tired of working like, like dogs. Okay. Yeah. They're sick and tired. And, and here's a funny story. My daughter, she's eight. I told her this because she heard me talking to someone and said, are you sick and tired of working like a dog? And my daughter says to me, she goes, dad, shouldn't it be work? Aren't you sick and tired of working like a horse? Cause like horses put plows and horses work and they drive and they're work, they're hardworking dogs. Just our dogs, dogs lie around lay all around. day. They just lay around all day. Like, and I went, you know, you got a good point there, kid. So, but the accountants get sick and it's, it's for those accountants that get sick and tired of working crazy hours. But so what I'm seeing is like a swelling of, especially in this tax season, like the, it's called the extended tax season from hell. So that third lie that I talked about that accountants just accept that tax time has to suck. They're right. starting to, they're starting to go, okay, no, 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 this is too no much. More. So what's happened is the, uh, the chronic pain of tax season for uh, some many accountants has now become acute pain because now right. it's gone over the edge and now it's become acute and now it's incredibly painful and especially tied in with clients that are super price sensitive because of the pandemic and all the financial instability that's going on. So for accountants to go and do a whole bunch of work for the client and then try and get paid for after the fact, which is a horrible way to work. I have this yeah. saying, it's stop chasing the money. Just Stop chasing the money. As soon as you can agree on a price with a client ahead of time, and I show them exactly how to set that up, the clients will pay, gladly pay you more money to know how much they're going to pay ahead of time, smooth out cash flow over 12 months, and have access to you. You don't have to chase them for the money. So then the pain goes away. Like all the accountants yeah. that were actually on my model did not miss a beat during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Clients didn't wait to bring their tax returns in because they were paying monthly anyway. So it didn't matter to them. Right. They were and so they did, do that. Yeah. they just, they brought it in because they're like, I'm already, I've already paid it. So it's not like people holding back their taxes going, well, I'm going to wait until October 15th and then I'll give it to my accountant. So now right. the accountants got this, this period of from, from January all the way to October 15th, not October 15th. Oh, let's go November 15th. Oh, let's say the client doesn't pay you till December 15th. So you're not making your money until December 15th all my accountant firm clients, they've had their money coming in a the whole time. 
yeah. the clients bring this stuff in, right? So that's that's exactly what I'm noticing is that um, firms are are the, the owners, partners, they're the ones that hadn't moved virtual or had or were really flexible with their clients. There's no more flexibility, and and essentially they're willing to lose clients in order to make their lives better. And so that's what I've noticed too. I just noticed that they just want to not uh, go into tax season thinking it's going to be just stressful like like yeah. it always is. They're wanting their clients to um, you know they pay to save money, but they're going to have to follow the same or, or this type of procedure now and, and retraining them. Um, and then onboarding new clients in their, in, their, in their new specific way. I mean, it's just very important. It all boils down to the client. And, and it, it's hard to, um, I, I hate saying, you know, you want to fire your client per se, but at the same time, it's more important to have quality clients than it is yes. to have quantity clients. And I think yeah. the industry has always been about quantity, quantity, hours, hours, more, more. Yes. I mean, what does it get you in the long run? So everything you're saying is, is spot on. And so you're, so you're assisting um, uh, with, uh, with your uh, online course, your book and everything. And does it tie into any type of uh, staffing uh, for the firm or is it just focused on the, uh, the owner and the partner or how does that, that tie in? Cause you got to have the, yeah. the right staff in place. Yeah. So, so, and I'm glad for that. And I, I kind of wanted to tie back to one other point too. Every time I get on a podcast, as much as I love telling accountants how amazing this program is and how amazing the model is and all the rest of that stuff, I always like to make sure that I give some value on the call and to say, yeah. here's some actual critical, here's some critical things that you can think about today, right? Um, I've got a bunch of free PDFs on my website, ericsolbackandcpa.com or just go to accountantsuccessformula.com. You can find that. But I want to talk about kind of some a critical thing in your practice, just so that they've got some key takeaways here. And then I want to definitely come back and talk about the the um, the, the staffing side. So when you look at a business model, the business model is made up of a revenue model and an expense model. And we know simple math goes if you can move your revenue model up and your expense model down, you have higher net profit makes accountants salivate everywhere, right? It's balance, right? So balance, yeah. So you've got, so the key here is what is the val what is the profit driver? What is the economic driver in your accounting practice? And the economic driver in an accounting practice is price per client. Let's go back to this price per client drives revenue model up. Not only that, if you think about it, you have a revenue model that goes up. If you have price per client goes up, you are working with less clients. So therefore you yeah. are working less. Therefore you have clients and right. if they're paying you more, here's the interesting thing is when clients pay you more, they value you more. And not only if they value you more, you're actually ended up doing less crappy work. So all of those freedoms come into play. So let's talk about the two models. You've got a revenue model. We have to move the pricing up. So how do you move pricing up? What are the three? There's three keys to pricing. And this is what I want to, I want your listeners to be able to walk away with. Number yeah. one, number one is positioning. Number two is client conversations. Number three is billing model. So let's go through those quickly. Positioning is where, what services are you providing your clients? Where, what kind of services you provide them will have an effect on whether they are price sensitive or not price sensitive. And there's this, mm -hmm. there's this great, um, Thing called the value curve. Rick Payne uh, allowed me to share it with 
with everybody in my book and it's also on my website and you, your readers can go and get a copy of the, the value curve. It's incredibly powerful when you look at it, but basically shows that anything, if you're doing bookkeeping and personal taxes, we all know that's got the most price sensitivity. What has the highest, what has the most upward pressure on price or has clients wanting to pay you more is when you move up this value curve, they've got all, I've got all the different things that you provide along the curve, but let's just go to the top, top end of the curve. Top end of the curve is that quarterback, that CFO or that number one trusted advisor role, which is what professional accountants were trained to do. Right. How do you get that? If you can position yourself as that with your clients, they're willing to pay you a higher price. So that's, I'll stop there on the positioning side, but it's, it's kind of, it, it makes sense, right? And especially when you look at the curve, there's a bunch of other detail in there that, that will, will enlighten that. But let's just talk about that first. If you can position yourself as your client's number one trusted advisor, they're going to pay you more than if you're just doing their bookkeeping or just filing oh, yeah. their personal taxes once a year. Second part is client conversation. When you have a conversation, when accountants have conversation with their clients, remember that first that first lie that we talked about, that their worth is equal to how many hours they work. How many hours, is, yeah. So this is how accountants normally talk to their clients. They're like, well, oh, well, I'll have to do this and this, and we do this and this, and we do this and this and this and this and this. And they laugh, this, there's a huge laundry list of all the things that the accountant will do for the client, thinking right. that the more that they can stack on there and the more time they can stack on increases the price. Right. But the client doesn't care about that. They care about the transformation. They care about what it's gonna do for them. So the client conversation needs to move away from the stuff you do to what they get. Mm -hmm. And that's a very subtle shift, but it's a very powerful shift because once I go, hey, talk to the client, by the way, when you want to get to here with your business, you want to be able to retire here. This is what your pain points are. I will take away all that stuff and get you there. The client's mm -hmm. like, great. They don't care that I'm going to file their 10, their 1140, their C Corp, their this, their this, their this, their T4, their T5, like whatever the Canadian versions of it and the US yeah. version. They don't care. They care right. about the transformation. So there's the second part. Once you can figure out how the proper client conversation, they'll pay you more. And the third I part like comes that. to, the third is the billing model. The mm. billing model, if you bill your clients by the hour, you are creating price sensitive clients. So mm -hmm. let's go back into the client conversation. I'm sitting there. Hello, Mr. Jones. How are you? Yeah, you'd like to work with us. Well, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do this, 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 and this is going to take this many hours, and this is really difficult, and blah, blah, blah. Mr. Jones then looks at me with wild eyes and goes, how much is this going to cost me? Right. And Mr. Jones now looking at all the stuff. He's not worried about the transformation because I haven't taken away the pain. And then I say, oh, well, you know, we charge you by our standard billable hour rates and blah, blah, blah. And then the first thing that goes through Mr. Jones's mind is, I hope this doesn't take him very long. Instantly, you've created a price sensitive client because now he's only going to be happy if you've charged him less. He's not going to be happy. But yeah, do all, <laughs> do all those services. Do all those. So we actually create price sensitive clients. So those are the three keys here. So it's positioning, client conversations, and billing model. If you could get away from the billing model, you have you have the conversation with the client where they understand that you're going to take care of this world. They can call you whenever they want. They have a question. Right. They can call you. If you have the conversation and show them that you're going to take away some pain or add some more pleasure to life, get them to what they want, the transformation they're looking for instead of the stuff. And if you can agree to the price ahead of time with the model that I have in the accountant success formula, which is you agree to price ahead of time, they have smoothed out cash flow. They could call you whenever they want, right? 
and they could cancel at any time, they, those three things, they will pay you a higher amount. So now your revenue model, you could have these clients, not only are they paying you more, they're valuing you more and you're going to end up having more free time. Spot on. I so, like that. Appreciate those three points. So there's the revenue model. Now let's come back to Chris's question. When you have the revenue model right and you crank the revenue model up and now you have a price per client at a point where the clients are talking to you more often. And by the way, I never even got into special projects or change orders. If the client's talking to you more often, you have option opportunities for more projects. And there's a whole, I could talk about that for hours, but right, this, right. This, this revenue model. Now, once you've punched your revenue model up and you've got the right number of clients at the right price point, now you've got your expense model. And so revenue model, expense model equals your net income, right? Again, accountants Solid. everywhere, are, they're all excited. So there's my net income. If you can move your expense model down, it then creates an even bigger net income. So the I'm just doing it differently between the two points, right? So you can, mm -hmm. if you're here and here, you're not making any money. Here, you're losing money. Here, you're making more money. And then here, you're making great money. So the one thing that I love and about why I was so excited to talk to you, Chris, and about, and about offshore staffing, right, is it's your offshore staff is that, that we can move that pricing model down. And so right. the revenue model goes up, the pricing model comes down. And I see this, there's, there's a beautiful orchestrated music that happens here once we get those two going in the right direction. So I'm going, I'm pushing it this way with the accountant success formula model. You're bringing it this way with the offshore staffing. Makes me want to weep. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's, my God. But it's simple, simple is, math, dude. Like it's just simple it is, math. It is. The way you're explaining it, it just, it just, this seems like this should be the norm, honestly. And, and, and it's very refreshing to hear. You're very passionate about it. Um, the, uh, any, 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 any uh, final thoughts before we go? Uh, yeah. Final thoughts is this. If you're an accountant, like, again, what you put in there, if you're an accountant that got into the industry, into the profession for all the right reasons, but you're finding yourself caught in this, know that there is a way out. Okay. There is a way out. You can like, again, I talk about the accountant successful and being the path to freedom. I'm very passionate about this. It, it, I see too many accountants suffering and it's not fair because we went to school for way too long and we don't deserve it. And, yeah. and so this model frees accountants. So like, really that's my parting words on this is that you're not, and you're not alone accountants everywhere believe the same thing. Like 99% of the accountants believe that this is just the way it has to be. They believe their worth is equal to how many hours they work, that their clients are naturally price sensitive to their services. And that tax time just has to suck. You're not yeah. alone. Right. And so, more. yeah, you don't have to. So again, this is, and this is me not trying to be promotional. This is saying, if you're sick and tired of this, there is a way out. And that's why, you know, I've offered the, the free book, um, there's free information on my website from there. There's, I even have a master class that people can go to. Like if it's a video master class, it's, it's account, uh, it's Eric Solback and CPA.com. Uh, or actually no, it's accountant success forward slash ASF masterclass. So that's ASF masterclass. You can go there. It's a free masterclass gives you more information. And then if you decide you want to do it, 
like I said, there's these three models that I have for accountants. They can either do it themselves with the online program. We can work one-on-one -on -one, or I have a partner program for those accountants who want their freedom back. And that's it. Beautiful. Eric, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting with you the other day for one. Um, I can't say more enough. And then today, thank you so much. I mean, we do this together last minute, but it's very important to get this message out there because yeah, the tax season is approaching. This is literally the third in a row between the changes the yeah. first year, this ongoing chaos this year. So the accounting community needs help and you offer a, a, a help to where you know how to get it done because you went, you went into this excited. You were like, holy cow, what the hell am I doing? So now <laughs> you fixed it and you can offer the service and solution out there. And, and that's what the accounting community needs. So thank you so much for taking time to join with me. Uh, I, I see you joining this again soon because we have a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Um, but for now, uh, all right, for the, for the audience, thank you for taking some time out, taking a little break, finishing up this deadline. Uh, we'll be back within, with uh, new material that we're working on in the next week or so. Um, and so happy, uh, happy Thursday, happy uh, uh, tax day. I know everyone's going on vacation the next couple of weeks. Please <laughs> take the time, enjoy it. Stay safe, uh, visit family, uh, but just please be safe and we will speak soon. Um, Eric, again, thank you so much. Take care for now. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks everyone for, uh, for attending.